Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Real inspiration for real innovators. If you're looking for innovation and leadership transformation, your journey starts now. Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bourne. I would love for you to help us spread the word by leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And today I want to welcome Bosnia and Herzegovina to the list of 57 plus countries listening to the podcast. Well, my guest today is Justin Skurvitz. Justin is the Chief Marketing and Communication Officer at Parkland Community Health Plan. Justin joined Parkland Community Health Plan in 2019 with more than 15 years of progressive leadership, experience in Medicare and Medicaid. Welcome to the podcast, Justin. Well, thanks, Natalie. I appreciate you having me join today. Well, yeah, I was, you know, as I looked at your background, you've got about, you know, 15 to 20 years of experience in this space. And I'd love to know a little bit more about what made you get into the healthcare sector. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it really boils down to just how influential family can be. I, I grew up in a, a family that really spent a lot of time with my grandparents and they owned an insurance agency. This was something my grandfather had built throughout his whole career. And I spent, you know, as a young kid, many times summers, stuffing envelopes, helping them get ready for renewal packages and sending out things. Never had a clue of how insurance worked, but did so much of that administrative work. And uh, when I got out of college, you know, really my grandfather helped open some doors for me to get my start in customer service. And when I started my first job, it was in a call center and it was talking to seniors about their Medicare. So I spent a good year talking to about 10,000 seniors, you know, each one of them really thinking of them as my grandparent and hearing their their insurance needs. That's really cool. You know, it's it's interesting as I think about just the amount of time you spent in that space. I'm sure that you're probably thinking within the space, there are some things that are ripe for disruption. Maybe it's things you've worked on. Maybe it's things that you just kind of keep you up at night in the, in the healthcare sector. I'd love to unpack that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you think about disruption for health insurance, it kind of all needs to be wrapped around this notion of effort and really more around dwindling the amount of effort. You know, we, we need to reduce the customer need to be an expert in how the administration of healthcare works. You know, when you think about all the logistics that we deal with on a day to day basis internally and the complexity, Sometimes those things spill out into what we have our customers do. And you look at the variations of things around, you know, smartphones and making it very easy for individuals. The effort needs to be there past just what is on the web, but more into the administration aspect. Wow. You know, I was, yeah, I'm wondering, did you, do you have a story of just kind of on the ground level, how, how you've experienced this with members and just maybe even a story about just the amount of time it takes <clears throat> with all of this. Cause like you said, it's a very heavy overhead administrative type, you know, yeah. cost. when I think about the most impactful thing in my career, it happened early and it took me probably another 10 years to realize what that meant and what that meant for me. And it was during that time of customer service. I remember talking to a senior. I mean, she was probably 80, 85 year old lady who called because she was being disenrolled. And the reason for her disenrollment was failure to pay her premium. 
and you're not talking about a ton of money. You know, I think at that time they were like $15 plans, right? And in talking to her about her options, she was sharing why she couldn't pay the premium. And it wasn't due to not having the funds. It was because she had arthritis, her legs, couldn't walk to her mailbox, which was at the end of her driveway. So when I sat there and heard this, I was just like, does it make sense? Like we have things that we could help her with. And then I actually was able to work with, we had a program at the time. It was around uh, people able to lend support. So people helping people here. And we actually got her connected to that. And it was just a case that somebody who was close to her would stop by two or three times a week and just bring her mailbox to her door. I don't even know if they ever met, you know, but when I think about that, that's, that is the, ideal of what a customer experience should be. It should be an individual thing that an insurance agency, any organization is looking to help that individual customer in their experiences with us. So that really resonated with me. Wow. Well, it's it's funny to me because I think that, you know, all industries right across the board think about customer experience, but it's almost so personalized when you put it in the form of healthcare. Like like you said, it is different for each person and what their needs are. So I would love to just zoom out and say, you know, obviously there's been a lot of change over the years, but especially since you've been in in this industry, what are some of the things that you've seen maybe that have changed for the positive around innovation, around just change, right? Change management. What have you seen that's been effective? Yeah, I mean, some of the things that we've seen perfected, you know, recently in the past year, we we worked through and implemented a program uh, for pregnant mothers. You know, and right now we are in a, an organization, Parkland Community Health Plan, that provides services to Medicaid and CHIP members. So we're primarily dealing with children and pregnant mothers. And it's a low-income population. So for us, we worked to develop a platform that is a, it's a digital app for pregnant mothers and it's focused and tailored around social isolation, which when you look at it, can be at the core of what is driving people to needs or what needs they have and want that they can't get that is causing the behavioral issues. So this application we worked with, very complex in the sense of you know pulling in UCLA type scores to understand how someone's doing, but it boils down to just a happy face and a frowning face, you know, similar to what you see sometimes when you uh, go to a convenience store, you know, how was your service today? And it captures this on a daily basis and it gets people to use it through various interactive fun games, access. But then it ties back to, you know, innovation is great and having the ability to use your smartphone. Sometimes in healthcare, you also need to either supplement that with a phone call Mm -hmm. or an ability to do some texting or online communication chat. And through this application, we've been able to interact with thousands of mothers and really help them access things. You know, insurance is all about accessing it, items. And most of the time, it, the industry has thought of it as accessing healthcare. Well, it's also accessing resources that are available in your community, various social determinant health assets that are out there. So bringing it all together, innovation that's worked with this is we found a mechanism to work with our members in a channel that they want that is very simplistic, that has shown results that we didn't even anticipate. And you know, we're able to help people and identify their social isolation, but enhance it, increase it, decrease it, whatever that might be to better their life by accessing resources. But we're doing that through things that we did not anticipate. So I, you know, knock on wood or however got lucky, you know, the highest utilization we're seeing is between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m. 
Wow. Not many insurance companies are available at that time and day. That's so. right. Well, and that goes back to what I think you're saying around the personalization of the experience and really thinking about what the needs are and how to get, you know, closer to the customer in terms of how you communicate. I'd love to spend a little bit of time when you think about that product innovation. What does ideation look like for you guys? How do you, how did you kind of walk through understanding that this was the need that you guys wanted to address? Yeah. I mean, you talked earlier about experiences and how much you know, every organization is really focused on it. Healthcare has historically lagged behind in understanding that customer experience. And since that's always been that trait kind of deeply rooted in me and it's something I'm very passionate about. So what we've done is we've been able to mirror that with customer perspectives and experiences. And we go back to the classic, you know, flywheel aspect of learnings and trainings we've all had. And we just manage everything that we're doing through the insights. So that's very important for us to understand what our customers are doing. And you look at that triangle of healthcare, it's the health plan to the member, the health plan to the provider, the doctor, and it's also the doctor with the member or patient in that situation. We're all trying to help each other. And through the insights, we're getting better at then taking our actions and the different things that we're doing to really see the results. It's very important for us that everything we're doing is trackable and tied back to how we're bettering not only that person's health, but the community they're living in, the needs that exist inside that community. And we're doing that all through just the various oversights. So when you look at it, it's insights, actions, results, and oversight. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. You know, do you feel like just with your time, I mean, you've got a, this awesome span of time that you've been in one industry, which most people can't say. And so I'm sure that you've seen a lot of change over that time. What would you say as you kind of look at that, do you feel like the space is getting more simple? Is it getting more complex? Um, how do you see it evolving? And then kind of where do, where are you guys in the center of, of all that evolution that's taking place? Yeah, it's it's really is evolving. There is a lot of demand and want around helping ease the burdens that exist out there. And I think when you look at it outside of you know each organization's day to day, just the overall complexity of how healthcare is administered across this country, <clears throat> there's still some room for sure to improve. Uh, you know, for us personally, we're looking at it from a case of how we can actually manage that experience, right? So everyone is very complex. Each health situation is different. And historically, the industry has always talked about abrasion because we work with multiple partners out there who are reaching out to our member, you know, might be around disease management, such as, you know, hey, you have diabetes, let us work with you, help you with that. It might be someone working with them around our various value-added services. Hey, we have a car seat program. Mm -hmm. Let us help you get that. So instead of looking at that as from abrasion, we manage it from the experience standpoint that all those touch points need to be brought together with our personas, our customer perspectives. So instead of just having everybody reach out to them, we can create one continuous conversation and honestly, one of the biggest things for us that we've been able to help and grow and be successful there is around setting those expectations. And your customers will do a, they'll give you a lot of leeway if you let them know what's about to happen. Yeah, I love that. You know, as you kind of look out maybe as a futurist a bit, what are some of the things you think will be coming to to this industry or what are the some of the, maybe even within your own space, what are some of the things that you think will be critical for this, you know, the next kind of five to 10 years? 
you know, I think it, as much as the, the kind of health industry as a whole has gotten away from managed care, I think there's an opportunity to get back towards that managed care. And I think it's going to be looked at differently though. When you look at the various items that exist with, you know, wearable technology as it relates to health and the way health plans operate around, you know, revenue and costs associated those two coming together and managing that experience, experience through wearables or telehealth aspect of things is going to drive to a different world where you see health plans really interested in procuring and delivering these devices to individuals and then helping with the adoption to those. You know, with, I mean, we saw it just with telehealth and the pandemic. You know, we saw what was a yearly total of about 60 telehealth visits go to a yearly total of 60,000. Know, it's, wow. it's just amazing to see that. And it, I think all of that really helped spur the adoption to looking at healthcare differently. Yeah. Would you, is it fair to say that probably 2020 triggered um, some things that maybe innovations and, and just forward thinking that we probably should have already had, but it kind of forced us in, at, to the table and into the room that maybe we should have been thinking about anyway? Yeah, I know. Um, when I talk to our CEO, you know, he he explains the things that we're seeing now with telehealth is what conversations they had 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it really took a pandemic to see it happen in action. Wow. And yes, you know, a large percentage will go back to doctor visits, but sometimes those follow-ups, those simple kind of, how are you doing? Okay, great. Yeah. Can now just happen in a virtual environment and allow us to progress to the next stage in your healthcare journey. Yeah, that's, you know, it's really interesting just thinking about kind of the space that you guys are in. What do you, what do you feel like when you think about just the the landscape? Like, what do you feel like is something that you guys are doubling down on? And that doesn't even need to be necessarily innovation wise. It could even be just culture wise. Like what has changed because of the pandemic for your organization as a culture? Yeah, I mean, so I, when I came on the Parkland Community Health, it was about three years ago, and it was actually November prior to the pandemic, oh, wow. say in March, right? Um, when I came on board, we were an organization of about 15 to 20 total people. They had been for the past 20 years operating you know, through a third party, really just administering it, overseeing the contract, ensuring everything is good. Our CEO came on board about a year before I did, and his vision was to change that, insource it, get better and knowing our neighborhood and helping our members. So virtual environment, all things kind of hit at once. We brought it all in-house. We are now from 15 employees to about 180. Everyone, everyone was hired in a virtual environment after that date in March. Uh, So for us as an organization and how this thing has changed it, we don't know anything different than how to work virtually, how to work faster, how to integrate life and work together as one. And how to adapt. I mean, I think, I think, I, you know, most organizations, they, they had to learn how to adapt in a real way. Otherwise they, they don't exist today, sadly. And so I, I do think that what you're saying is it's a yes and adapting to kind of just the new, the new way of working. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's just, it's just one of those things where we, knew we had a task in front of us and we went out to accomplish it. And because of that, I do feel like our organization feels we can tackle anything. Wow. That's really cool. I actually love, I love that thinking about how, how the pandemic has created this confidence in the team and how it's created this, Hey, if we can get through that, 
we can really we can really accomplish anything at this point. That's really cool. Well, I would love to know, like, what what final thoughts would you have for our listeners as they think about innovation, even just within their own spaces? What would be some things you would advise them? Yeah, I think when I think about how this journey at Parkland Community Health Plan has changed my thought towards innovation, it's really around what it means to be a community health plan. And I think it goes way back to the core of what health insurance was meant to be. You know, revenue, membership, growth numbers, they're extremely important. They have to be. But for us as a community plan, we don't report back to shareholders on those numbers. Mm. They don't exist. Our shareholders are actually the members we serve. And they judge us on what we're doing to better their life. Wow. And that's what I feel is what we should be held accountable for. You know, it's really focusing on how we champion efforts in the community, whether it be the city or the neighborhoods of individuals to help better their life. You know, these are real people with real needs and they need us to help them. Uh, I have just, I think we all do after going through the pandemic, just have this huge, just renewed appreciation in, in this healthcare space and the work that you guys do. And, and just honestly, um, this whole system, this whole health system taking us through the last several years. I mean, I know it's definitely been intense. How have, how have you guys been able to just balance work and life given the demands? Yeah. I mean, it's been one of those things where we are really just living it all as one big blend, you know? So the pandemic being virtual, working various hours, places, et cetera, it's really helped us to see more personalization of someone's life. I might have worked with somebody in the past and known a lot about them, but now I'm seeing their kids run by in the background. Or their dog. Their dog barking, jumping on their lap. So it's really created this uh, way for us to be more humanistic with each other knowing that. And I think it helps get through things, you know, part of an insurance plan. I never thought that, you know, two months into the pandemic that be working Saturdays at a drive-through testing site, but you just kind of do what's in front of you. And I think those bonds, I got to meet people that felt the same and shared the same experiences that will be lifetime long things that we remembered together. Wow. Well, and I just hear the camaraderie, right? Whenever you've kind of, so to speak, been to war with somebody, it's it changes you and it changes the relationship that you have with them. And and for health, you know, for all of our healthcare professionals, 2020 was and it's still continuing, right? It's not over, but but it was it was like going through a war together and just just seeing how hard it was and how brave everyone was. I mean, it was just um, it was amazing to watch outside looking in. So I want to say thank you, thank yeah. you. Thank you for recognizing it. Yeah. Well, you know, how can people learn more about your organization? How can people follow you personally? You know, personally, I'm on LinkedIn with Justin Skirbitz. And then, you know, organization-wise, you know, Parkland Community Health Plan, we're out there on our website. It's parklandhealth.com. We're pretty active on Facebook. We use that primarily, though, to interact with our members as we found that that's a great platform for them to be able to address their needs here and right then type of situation. That's great. Well, I certainly hope our listeners will go out and follow you guys and learn a little bit more about what you do. Thank you so much for your time today, Justin, and thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, Natalie, thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
Well, to our listeners, thank you for joining the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Remember, don't just get out of the box, break the box and set it on fire. Let's go transform something. Thank you for joining us for the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Innovation Meets Leadership and visit our site at innovationmeetsleadership.com for more innovation resources. Today's sponsorship is brought to you by Territory Global. We work at the intersection of experience and imagination. We help you pinpoint problems and turn them into opportunities. We make imagine happen. Some of the best organizations in the world choose us as their partner to help solve their strategy, innovation, transformation, story, and ways of working problems. Learn more at Territory.co.